Welcome to the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin, where to begin, grow, and aspire to become the best stylist you can be. Whether you're thinking about becoming a stylist, opening a salon, or developing your skills as an experienced stylist, the next step of your beauty career starts here. Each week, we'll discuss strategic ways to design, plan, and execute on becoming a stylist that excels behind the chair and above the bottom line. Here's your host, Tracy Franklin. So I want to introduce the topic of managing your finances for stylists and other professionals in the beauty industry because it's not something that's really taught in school. So people get out there and they start making money and they have no idea if they're really doing a great job, if they're charging enough for their services, if they're you know doing enough of something to really get good at it. There's no real benchmarks when it comes to making money behind the chair. So I want to share a story with you about the early days of my career. I remember when my paychecks were so erratic and all over the place that I had a really hard time creating a budget around them. And there were times, if I can be really transparent, that I wasn't able to make ends meet and it was really scary for me. That's when I decided to start taking a much closer look at the money that was coming in. Back in the day, I was writing it down in a notebook, which was fine. I didn't even have a computer back then. And I remember the goal being $500 a week. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait until I am bringing home $500 a week. For some reason, I stopped tracking for a few weeks. And then when I went back to it, I looked and I saw that I had hit it a couple weeks prior. Finally hit the $500 a week. And at this point, I'm just breaking even, okay? I'm not making a profit. I don't have anything for savings, but I'm finally able to pay all my bills. And so now it's time to up the goal. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot say enough about setting a goal. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You cannot hit a target that you cannot see. So if you have no idea how much money you need to be making every week or every month to pay your bills, then you're just going in blind and you're never going to really be able to track your progress if you don't even know what you need to start out with. So I suggest write it down. Go old school if you need to. Start an Excel spreadsheet if you want to, however you want to handle it. But you need to get all those bills and all those expenses labeled somewhere so that you can match it against what's coming in and see if your goal is big enough. I highly recommend being accountable to someone. I don't know if it needs to be a financial officer of some kind or a friend that you really trust. Maybe one of your parents can help out. I think it's really important to have somebody that you kind of report to in a very non-official, non-judgmental way. It just holds you accountable and makes sure that you stay on track. How do you actually plan for financial success within your career? I knew that one of my bigger goals was opening a salon. I, I was willing to start out with a smaller salon, but I just knew that where I was at in my career, I was ready to work for myself. So I set a goal of opening my first salon. And what that looked like was doing a lot of research, finding out how much a typical piece of property would cost me to rent every month. How much are my typical expenses of colors and products and things like that going to be? I had all of this wrote down. And you guys, I'm not kidding when I say I literally prayed over this list and I manifested enough money to open this salon. I did have some help from my grandma. God rest her soul. I love her so much. She was just someone that absolutely believed in me all the time. And I honestly could not have opened my first salon without her. I could not do this episode without mentioning her. 
So between me setting my goal and her helping me out, I was able to open my first salon. I was literally in the most rewarding, successful phase of my career thus far. I was so happy to go into work every day, not only because, yes, I was working for myself and I was kind of able to make my own rules and things like that, but I just felt so rewarded. I just felt so incredible that I had set a goal and absolutely smashed it. I think you need to be reevaluating your goals every three months. So much can happen in just a single quarter of the year. So sit down, look at your goals every three months and ask yourself, are they big enough? Do I need to be dreaming bigger here? Are they maybe too big? Am I feeling really discouraged because I'm not even getting close? So sit down every three months, take a look and see what kind of shift may need to take place. And never forget to celebrate your wins. You guys, it's so important that you just celebrate the crap out of yourself when you get there. Every little step forward that you make, do something great for yourself. Maybe it's a new tool. Maybe you want a new pair of shears or a new curling iron or something. Or maybe you want something in your personal life. You know, maybe you just want to get away for the weekend. Whatever it is, make sure you are rewarding yourself for all of your hard work and all of the effort you're putting into this. So I want to go back to discussing how important it is that you understand budgeting and tracking your expenses. Again, you can do this on a spreadsheet very easily on your computer, or maybe you like some of those fancy apps that are out now, or maybe you're just going to grab a ledger from the local office supply house, like whatever you want to do, make sure that you are tracking your expenses and that you're tracking what's actually coming in. This is simple math. You're not reinventing the wheel here. You know, what's coming in and what's going out is really the two things that you need to be paying the closest attention to. Make sure you get a really good account. And I'm not talking about one of those chain places that you go and get your taxes done every January. I'm talking about an actual accountant that has experience with other salons, other people in the industry. They're going to know exactly what deductions you can take. They're going to know more about the depreciation of your property. And they're going to be able to help you in a much bigger way than you just trying to figure it out on your own. So here are a few practical tips for organizing and managing your financial records. You can go really easy and you can just have a file cabinet with typical files in it. You know, you can have a folder on your computer that keeps up with all of this. But whatever you do, make sure that you keep your records no less than three years. It's really important that you have that just in case you were to ever get audited for any reason. And, you know, independent contractors, you need to really make sure that you are saving all of your receipts for the trips that you take that are education based for the new things that you buy at the supply house for things you order online. Make sure that you have a really organized way of keeping up with your expenses that are really easy for you to find when it's time to take them to the accountant. Are you a 1099 stylist? Do you even really know what that is? Let's go over the determining factors. So if you are a 1099 stylist, that means that you are paying rent for either a chair or a room to perform your services in. You are able to choose whatever products you want to use. You are able to choose whatever services you want to offer. And you are solely responsible for all the licensing and all of the expenses. If you are a 1099 stylist, then you need to make sure that you are saving at least 20% for taxes. They're going to be due every April. And so you need to make sure that you're putting that money in the bank and not touching it. 
Now, if you're a W-2 employee, this isn't quite as important because your employer is going to be taking out taxes for you and they're actually going to be matching those taxes. So you're going to be paying less taxes as a W-2 employee than you will be paying as an independent contractor. So maybe you're in the space where you're applying for jobs. I would recommend that you get massive clarity on what type of employee you are going to be within the salon. Make sure that you're asking all the right questions and that you make an informed decision before you accept any position. It should all be in writing. It should all be in the employee handbook. And it should be very clear if it's going to be up to you to provide the products that you're going to be using. Even as a W-2 employee or a commission-paid stylist, you could still be responsible for some of the items that you're going to need. So again, make sure you're asking all the questions and getting massive clarity. There are lots of resources out there. There are companies like Inspiring Champions and Strategies that offer services and resources that can really help you organize your business. Partnering with them can save your business. I don't know if I've ever told the full story, but I'll give you the real short version. Back when me and my husband first opened our salon, we had been open for, oh, I guess we had been open for about two years. We were bleeding money, like plenty of money was coming in, but we never had any in the account. And we didn't really understand what we were doing wrong. Again, you don't know what you don't know. So here we are. We've got plenty of clients coming in the door. We've got plenty of money coming in the door. And we don't understand why there's never any in the bank. So we decide to take a chance and we go to a weekend long cash flow camp experience where they break down everything from taxes to profit and loss statements. And what that made us really aware of was where we were overspending. You don't understand how important it is to have a budget for your expenses. You can't just spend money that you don't have. So you're really going to want to get that microscopic lens out and really look at your finances. These companies have all of the resources that you're going to need. So if you're sort of in the dark, I highly recommend finding one of these companies to partner with and getting on track with your business. I think everyone can agree on how important it is that you save for the future and that you invest in your retirement. And it's never too early to start. I didn't start saving for retirement until I was 38 years old. And I'm just here to tell you that is really, really late. I wish I would have started a lot, lot sooner. That's a lot of time for my money to sit in the bank and not be compounding interest. So start early. It's so important that you save for some of the unexpected events that can happen in your life. You know, I saw a statistic the other day that said over 60% of Americans could not afford a $500 emergency. That breaks my heart. As stylists, like if we're not behind the chair, we're not making money. So what if something happens and we have to be out of work for an entire week? It's so important that you have an emergency fund. You know, what if, God forbid, a pandemic happens, right? Nobody saw that coming, but here it came and so many people were unprepared for the absolute tragedy that this was going to bring on our nation. Does your salon offer a 401k? My salon offers a 401k. We haven't always, but we're really proud to offer it now. And there's no reason for you not to take advantage of an opportunity like that. It doesn't matter how long you plan on being at that salon. Even if you already know in your heart that that's not the place you're going to be forever, it is okay to go ahead and take them up on that opportunity and have them match whatever it is you're investing. You get to take that with you when you leave. So there's no reason not to take them up on that. So let's talk about setting SMART goals for your financial growth. For those of you that don't know what a SMART goal is, I'm going to break it down for you. SMART is an acronym. 
The first one is going to be specific. You want to be really specific with your goal. You don't want to just say, hey, I want to make more money. You want to be specific. You want to say, hey, I want to make $100 more every single week. The next one is measurable. You need to be able to measure your goal and find out whether or not you are making progress. It keeps you on schedule and keeps you accountable. Achievable. This needs to be a goal that you can achieve or it's going to be very discouraging when you're not ever hitting it. So it doesn't have to be easy to achieve, but it does need to be something that you can achieve. Okay, relevant. Your goal needs to be relevant to you and to your career. So for an example, maybe you want to pre-book 95% of your current clientele. That's relevant because in six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks, you're going to be able to look at your book and see those same clients on your book. It's going to build your career and it's going to help you make more money. And lastly, timely. So we want to have a time stamp on this goal, okay? We want to know by when will you achieve this goal? Don't just like leave it out there in the universe for infinite amount of time. Nail it down to six months, a year, maybe even sooner. Just make sure that you are putting a time stamp on it and then celebrate it. Celebrate it when you get there. So what about health insurance? As either an independent stylist or a commission stylist, you probably are not being offered health insurance. I would love to be able to offer health insurance to my stylist, but it's just not possible right now. So how are you supposed to make sure that you're covered in case something happens? Well, one of the things is if you're under 26, you might still be able to stay on your parents' policy, which is really great. If that's not an option and your employer doesn't offer it or you have a partner that doesn't have a job that offers it, then you're going to have to apply online and access the marketplace. At least it is income based and it's something it may not cover everything, but it's something and it will help you in the case that something catastrophic happens. So choosing to be a stylist, I mean, obviously, this is a career that you're super passionate about. But it's also a very taxing job. And the chances of you being able to do this till you're 65 are not good. You know, again, I'm I've been at this for a little over 23 years and I can already feel the breakdown of my body. So be prepared when the time comes for you to step away from the chair. You know, again, I didn't start until I was 38. That's so long for me to have my money just sitting around not gaining interest. And we don't know what's going to be going on with Social Security when we get there, guys. There's no guarantee. Things are happening and it's just it's crazy, but there's just no guarantee like there used to be. So we need to have something in place. So don't wait. Start young and be as aggressive as you can be. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin. If you enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin is a Morgan Franklin production. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Editing and post-production by Mike Franklin. Want to find out more about Tracy and the Aspiring Barber and Beauty Academy? Go to AspireBarberAndBeauty.com.